This is the Learning Capacity Podcast. You're with Colin Klupik. A warm welcome to you wherever you happen to be listening in. This podcast is brought to you by LearnFast Australia, improving student learning outcomes with neuroscience programs since 1999. In this episode, we talk with Sasha Scott, the reading recovery teacher at Wellborn Primary School in New Zealand, about their success with Fast for Word. Sasha explains that their decision to go with Fast for Word was heavily influenced by their own research into the program, which led to them discovering some compelling scientific evidence that Fast for Word could help their students. Can Fast for Word really help students to improve their learning capacity, academic achievement, and general demeanor? Let's find out from Sasha. Sasha, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Just before we get into too much detail, can you give us a bit of context? Are you primary, secondary, and, and what is your role specifically in the school? Um, it's a primary school. We go from year zero through to year six. And I'm, my main role at the school is actually the reading recovery teacher. Okay. And alongside that, I do the assessments of the children when they first start school at five and any that we're concerned about at five and a half. And... Um, this year, we've added to that that I have been overseeing, along with one of the one of my colleagues, who's the one of the associate principals, doing the Fast for Word program. Great. Now you're talking about the, uh, or you were just mentioning then about the assessments uh, of the students when they when they come into the school. What were some of the presenting issues that led you to research programs like Fast for Word? Well, it was predominantly because of the children we've had. We have target groups that we look at in our classrooms every year. And there seemed to be a group of children that move from one year to the next and continue popping up in that class for the target groups. Um, and it's through no no fault of the teacher that has worked with them. The teachers have all done the very best that they can with what they know. But year on year, those same children pop up again in the, in the, you know, the next year's target group. So the associate principal and I were putting our heads together just trying to think about what could we do differently for these kids because mm-hmm. obviously what we were doing wasn't meeting the needs of these particular kids. So that sort of led us on a path of doing a bit of research. Um, and at the very beginning of that research, we actually came across Barbara Arrowsmith. Oh, yes. And, uh, she was talked about in an article in um, one of the principal's magazines, I think, and um, Jenny showed that to me, and um, it sparked a bit of interest. And so I got Barbara Arrowsmith's book out from the library and read that, and that led on to reading several other books and a really quite in-depth year of researching the brain with Jimmy. And part of that we read, which I think came up in Barbara Arrowsmith's book, um, Norman George's book, uh, The Brain That Changes Itself. Yes, it's a good read. I've read that one myself. Yeah, and that I'm pretty sure it was that book that mentioned Fast for Word. Okay, yes, it does, I think. And so because of that, we then delved into finding out what Fast for Word was about and uh, we then did the online training that was offered for Faster Word and found that really fascinating and the different issues and things that it, it claimed to help children with and the characteristics that the sort of children it helped sort of reflected the kids that we were thinking about that pop up in these target groups all the time. So we thought this looks like it's worth giving it a shot for these kids. So that's kind of where it started really. 
So I'm, I'm curious, you, you did a lot of research, and, and I admit, once you start researching the brain, it's something that you can spend the rest of your life doing. Yes. Um, then you read about Fast Forward, you start to do a bit of research about that particular program. There are many different programs around. Some of them are free. So what led you to actually decide on the Fast Forward program? Because it is an investment in, in time and resources. Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, well, I did. we did firstly look into Barbara Arrowsmith's program and found that that was really, really expensive. So Fast for Word was a, a better, better way to go as far as price went. It still wasn't cheap, but certainly not as expensive as the Barbara Arrowsmith program. But I think also going with Fast for Word, with the online training that went with it, the different research that's gone into it and the evidence that supports how good it is really struck a chord as well as um, the understanding that Michael Merzenich had a part in the creation of Fast for Word after understanding that he had quite a bit to do with developing the cochlear implant. It sort of gave it a bit of kudos. Yes. <laughs> the cochlear implant is obviously so very successful. Yes, it is. One of his calibre. And then I'd seen him on YouTube speaking at different times as part of my um, part of our research. And knowing that he'd gone alongside Paula Talal, who I read a little bit about with her language background, it just felt really well researched and really really well supported with the evidence that it felt it was worth the investment. So we put together um, a PowerPoint of all our research that we'd done through the year and presented it to our board. So they were happy with what we had presented to put some funding towards it and approach a, a local bank who supports schools with funding and were able to put, put that to use to get 10 children on this year. And um, we've been really lucky that everyone has been so pleased with the progress that these children have made that next year we're going to be doing 20 children. So we'll be doubling the number of kids that we'll be able to put through the program. So it's really exciting. Well, that's very encouraging. And it sounds like you're really starting to see the fruits of your own research. I mean, that's that's something that's, I think, really encouraging for other people to hear specific, particularly. Mm, yeah, it is. It's very exciting. Did you find that exhausting? Well, exhausting in a really good way. It's probably the most I've read since being at Teachers College, but it was it was so interesting. It didn't feel hard work. I just the more you knew, the more you wanted to know. It just and, and continue to want to know. It just everything you find out seems to open more doors and more paths that you want to go down. And having seen the difference it makes in the kids already um, makes it all worthwhile. It's a really cool feeling. I'm ex- I'm expecting that you'll be receiving some fairly hard data coming out in a little while as you look towards the or sorry as you look back over your first year of of a full implementation with your with your ten you did it with ten students is that right that's right did you say yeah ten um, just leaving that that hard data aside for a moment in terms of your experiences with the program what I'm really curious to know is have you noticed any changes in behaviour or attitude amongst your students? Yes, and that's probably what we have noticed more than anything and what we noticed quite early on was their ability to pay attention, um, their boost in confidence. But for a lot of these kids, because these were our strugglers predominantly, um, it was the first time that a lot of them had felt what success feels like and certainly what putting effort in, how, how putting effort in can result in success. Oh, so they were they were perceiving a sense of reward themselves fairly quickly then? Yes, 
and you know, the data and the um, information that the program gives for me to be able to show them immediately after a session the graphs for each exercise for them to see if there's been any progress was really important for these kids. They could see it immediately, mm -hmm. um, and then at the end of the week, I could I would graph how the weekly things were going, and it was um, upfront enough and, and in a way that they understood. So yeah, the feeling of success certainly has helped. It, it, the children's demeanour seems to have changed, and a lot of the staff have noticed they seem to walk with their head held higher. I mean, these are the sort of kids that would try and, well, that would usually walk with their head down and try to not be noticed. Right. Or find ways around not doing stuff or find ways around not interacting. And they now seem more alert and engaged and will hold a conversation and in some, and often instigate a conversation rather than avoiding it. Um, their memory has improved, their ability to follow instructions has improved, and these are some of the things that um, some of the parents have also noticed when I've sent home sort of a survey thing for them to respond to. So they're noticing those sorts of behavioural things just like we have at school. I was and going to ask, sorry, I was going to ask you about the parents there. Uh, I'm assuming that they, they're giving you more than just observational feedback. I would imagine that they're giving you some fairly emotional feedback if that's the sort of change that they're seeing. Yes. Yeah, it's been, yeah, they're, they're all they're very, very positive about what they've noticed in their children. And uh, one of the parents thought that their child seemed more mature. Um, some of the comments were that they'd noticed that they can stick at things for longer, they can give things a go that perhaps they wouldn't have attempted before, um, that they speak more clearly. <laughs> mm. It's Yeah, there's some really exciting things that um, that we've all noticed, more so than than just the academic things, because we do understand that the academic shift is, you know, could take longer to, to start to show through while their brain's reorganising, and we know that we've helped them access their learning more through doing this. And because we've chosen Year 5 and 6, predominantly Year 6 children, we may not notice that academic shift while they're with us because they move on to another school next year. Um, we've certainly noticed that really good, positive stuff in their self-perception and their confidence and their sort of willingness to give things a go and their, how engaged they are with, with learning now. Your comments are reminding me actually of an interview that I had with a, a mother oh, some months back now about her kids who went through the fast forward programs. And, and I said, so basically what were, the, what were the sort of changes that you noticed? And leaving, again, leaving some of the, the hard data aside, and we can come back to that perhaps in another, in another discussion, but... I said, look, leaving all the the hard data and the and the uh, the charts and so forth aside, what what do you think were some of the what what were some of the biggest changes that you saw in your kids? And she she focused in straight away on on her son, and she she said something which I thought was quite insightful because and she paused a little bit. She really tried to put it together, and she said, "When I talk to him, he's there," <laughs> which wasn't quite the same previously. He's just kind of there now. Does, does, does that ring true with your experience? Yes, it's funny that you say that because a lot of these kids have had a blank look about them. And and when I was saying about them seeming, seeming more alert, I guess that's what I mean. They do feel like they're there. They are engaged and and the kids themselves have, have commented that they, that they can listen better and that they understand what's going on better. So I guess it makes sense that they are there and perhaps before it was a real fog. And it makes you kind of feel really sad for them that that they were in such a fuzzy sort of a world and mm. had been so long. So it's such a neat feeling to know that 
the world can become a that bit, little bit more clearer for them now. Yeah, it was, it's interesting because, uh, again, I'll just refer back to another one of our uh, interviews, which we did just not long ago. And, and for listeners who haven't heard it, it's probably worth listening to, uh, where we interviewed uh, the chief scientist at Novanix, who's looking into being able to modif- uh, monitor what's going on in your brain uh, as you're working. And he tended to refer to the attention thing as uh, the spotlight of your brain. And I, I, something I really liked about that was the imagery uh, of what it looks like when someone's able to focus and, and just combined with some of the imagery that you used where they where these kids have, I guess, what you could call a foggy existence. Mm. It'd, be, it'd be interesting to talk to the kids even with that language and say, oh, imagine if the fogginess of your mind sort of cleared up and you were able to focus your spotlight more on the things that you were doing. I'm wondering whether that might help them to visualise what's actually going on in their minds at the moment. Mm. It might be, yeah, that'd be worth worth asking them, I guess. So in terms of the other teachers that have been involved with the program, how have they perceived it? Would they see that this was a fairly smooth implementation or was it uh, an intrusion into the into the kids' curriculum? Um, no, I think they feel quite positive about it. We, we tried, the way we did it is these 10 children were all withdrawn from their, from their classrooms to come into my little room. And we did it at the same time every day. It was immediately after lunch. And then they'd be back in their classroom by around about 2 o'clock in the afternoon to carry on with the rest of the day. And nine times out of ten, the, the children would be there before me. I'd make sure I had the iPads all there ready to go. And I'd walk in the room and the majority of them were there and, and started. <laughs> so um, they were very, very keen. Mm. They, um, and and they'd be, they were on task and focused. It was very rarely that I had to remind them to get on task. Perhaps in the early stages, I had to monitor that a bit more, but that was purely because they weren't capable. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of being focused, and as time went on, you could see that change in them. So I, I think by having it at the same time every day, and we just did the half an hour protocol rather than the forty or the fifty minute one, so that we would, you know, we had that in mind to not be too intrusive into the classroom, and I think that worked reasonably well. I'm quite amazed by what you said before, how the kids turned up early and were into it before you arrived. Yes, I think that 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 feeling of that success had been so boosted that they were so keen to get there and see what their next result was in most cases. It, um, yeah, I think for the first time it's what they really felt like, they really felt what it was like to be intrinsically motivated. It was really in them. To, yeah. to test themselves, uh, and I guess because they were feeling successful, that success was rolling on into more success, um, and that for them, for a lot of them, was a foreign feeling. So it was quite refreshing for them, I think, to see what that felt like. I'm imagining, yeah. I'm imagining that for some of our listeners, it might be a foreign feeling to have students turn up and be really, really interested and super motivated. Yes, sometimes teachers would need to remind them that the bell's not gone yet, and it's not <laughs> go. <laughs> There's still some playtime because obviously for these kids that playing and getting outside and moving around is equally as important. Um, but yeah, that just goes to show how keen they were or how keen they are. So it must be incredibly uh, uh, inspiring for you to turn up to a program like this where presumably you've got more smiles now than frowns, you've got more engagement than lethargy, you've got more excitement than complaints. Am I on the right track here? Yes, yep, very much so. 
So looking forward into 2016, you've doubled your numbers for next year. Is that because you think that it would be helpful for another, for another 10 or have another 10 sort of looked in from the outside and thought, mm, we think that might be good for us. Can we have a go? Um, we would have liked to have had more in the very first year, but I, we felt like we needed to prove to the board and the people that have proved what we can spend that it is worth doing. And there's been enough of, there's been enough evidence to show that it has been really good for these kids that we've certainly got plenty more than it can help. So that, that need that help. So um, it was really easy to go and choose the 20. They're, in a, they're a similar group. There, there are 20 more next year that are kids that have been in target groups and have had various other programs but are still not quite getting to where we'd like them to get to. So we've basically chosen similar kids but just more of them and we've moved on into selecting some year fours and a couple of year threes, not just year five and sixes, which was always our aim. We know that ideally the program would suit your sort of year three children. Um, but we chose the year five and sixes because we believed it was the last sort of best thing we could do for these kids before they moved on to their next school with the idea that if it was successful and we could prove that, we would then move move down the school and start with that, that earlier year group. So that, you know, if we were to do, do it again, which I hope we will, in 2017, then that group of children will predominantly be our year threes that we've identified as struggling a wee bit with accessing the curriculum. Sasha, that sounds like a really great story. Thanks for your time. That's quite all right. You've been listening to the Learning Capacity Podcast, brought to you by LearnFast Australia. If you'd like to comment on this podcast, send us an email to feedback at learnfastgroup.com.au. And to find out more about LearnFast, visit learnfasthome.com.au, where you can also subscribe to the blog. Until next time, bye for now.